We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. What the? A surprise party? Some of you may remember those words from Bill Murray in the classic movie Stripes. Uh, the result of the Thursday night game couldn't have surprised you more if the cast of Will and Grace had danced out of the dugout in the top of the third. The, uh, the rough equivalent of that, the Red Sox slaughtered the Yankees 19-3 to to resoundingly answer the question of whether or not they're ready to try and make a run. Barnicky, that guy owes me money. A recap of the carnage is now on Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out. Savages, more like cabbages, am I right? Boy, what what a way to get over the disappointment of that three and three road trip. Moving on from the evil umpire to the evil empire, uh, the who's on first routine of Tampa Bay giving way Thursday night to the start of the make or break eight games against the Yankees in a stretch of a week and a half. And it begins with a bludgeoning so bad you thought it was a Tarantino movie, not Stripes. Josh Lewin with you. I'll be your big toe, your personal Sergeant Hulka for the next 18 minutes or so. Uh, Ten doubles, the most lopsided Red Sox win over the Yankees in the 117-year history of the rivalry. Twelve runs on 12 hits and three walks and three and a third given up by Tanaka. The most earned runs ever given up by a Yankee pitcher is 13, so that was pretty close. Uh, let's back up here and just kind of go with what we were saying coming in. We knew the Sox were 17-5 and in their last 22 on the road, big league best 29-12 and on the road since the middle of April, but home games in Fenway Park going together like peanut butter and jellyfish. The uh, Sox are 24-25 and at home, 24-23 and if you don't include the London games. And, yeah, they have to show some big improvement in Boston to make a push against these other AL contenders. One team has made the playoffs with a losing home record. The 2001 Braves were 40-41. and That's it. So Rick Porcello would get the ball, trying to make it five straight starts where the Sox starter goes at least six innings. Previous four games run support for Porcello, 13, 10, 10, and 17. Isn't that cute? Thursday night would be 19. I mean, these are football scores they're giving a Porcello. Sale gets soccer scores when he pitches, but whatever. You, you, you cannot make me cynical after this one. The opponent, the Yankees, 65-35 and 35 and on a pace to win 105. And, of course, the Yankees have owned the Red Sox so far in 2019, winning 6 out of 7, outscoring them 56-36. to 36. Betts came in with an on-base streak of 22 games in a row, longest streak in the AL. Devers had driven in 29 runs in 19 games since the start of July. Most runs batted in by a Sox hitter in a month since Adrian Gonzalez's May of 11. Most by a Red Sox in July since Big Poppy had uh, 35 in 06. 
Christian Vasquez. Uh, only four catchers in the game have more homers than Vasquez. It's the injured Gary Sanchez. It's Yasmani Grandal, Mitch Garver, and Wilson Contreras. All right, so those were just some of the little things we were tracking going in. I forgot to put Xander Bogarts on that list. So right away, of course, he would do something freakish. Xander had a, a bunch of friends and family in from Aruba to watch him. They missed his 451-foot home run in the first, the longest of his career because of freaking traffic. No worries, Bogey would hit another one later. But that first inning, it ended up as a second-to-seven run inning for the Sox in their last four games. And yeah, first innings are productive now. All April, May, and June, we'd complained that they weren't. They had 33 first inning runs in their first 80 games. And now it is 40 first inning runs in their most recent 24 games, which is crazy talk. Masahiro Tanaka all but turned into a puddle of pee-pee out there. By the end of the carnage, Tanaka had allowed the most runs in a game by one Yankee since 1923. Sean McDonough's Lyme disease must have seemed like a mere runny nose compared to what Tanaka was going through. Remember last time he faced the Sox, it was six runs allowed in two-thirds of an inning. So add this to that. 18 earned runs in four innings. Mas, Masahiro, por favor. I, I will take some more of that, please. Uh, by the end of the night, it was four hits for Bogarts, three apiece for the suddenly surging Martinez and Benintendi. They had both looked horrible the first couple weeks out of the All-Star break. JBJ, three hits. We'll hear from him in a bit. Chavis, a pair of doubles. And yeah, the Red Sox hammered 10 of those bad boys. 10 doubles to tie a major league record. All right, Porcello. Six innings. Not great work, but six innings. And double-digit runs support each of his last five starts. No major leaguer has had that since 96. 1896. That's the punchline. Seriously. Porcello has given up 30 runs in 29 innings and is somehow 4-1 and one in that time. Meantime, the Yankees have allowed 40 runs in their last five games, something they haven't done since the year Fenway opened, 1912. This game, one thing after another happening that Major League Baseball hadn't seen since there were a lot fewer stars on the flag. Speaking of stars, JBJ, Jackie Bradley Jr., was among the glittering universe of stars on Thursday, and he stopped by to talk to Joe and Sean, after it was finally over. Well, Jackie, that certainly was a huge hit uh, because if it's a three-run inning, it's one thing, especially what happened after that. But that really broke the game open. It was an 0-2 pitch, right? Yes, sir. What were you looking for there? Um, just something over the plate, something I could handle. Um, Try to get him up. Obviously, he still threw a really good pitch. Uh, just made a good swing. And... Uh that one down the right field line, as we heard, and then the next time up, uh, a double down the left field line. Uh, I know Joe Castiglione up here likes to talk about the numbers. Uh, when you drive the ball to the opposite field, there's a lot, lot of success. Uh, how much is that in your mind, if at all, when you're up there at the plate? Um, no, I'm not trying to think about it. I'm just literally trying to put the fat part of the bat on the ball. Uh, wherever I hit it, that's where it goes. Uh, don't want to force anything. Just want to take what I'm given and Hopefully, you know, it, it doesn't find a fielder. Well, Jackie, you see what this lineup's capable of. I mean, you're not going to get 19 runs every day, but the balance and the threats through up and down the lineup uh, have to be very, very tough on any pitcher. Yeah, yeah. We want to just execute our plans as a team, just continue to grind, and uh, so-called pass the baton. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we, we like to do. Well, there was a lot of that tonight. I'm curious. You got uh, that bat in the bottom of the eighth when they brought in Austin Romine. 
What is that like, you know, mentally when you go up there against the position players out there to pitch? It's different. It's different. You don't really have a, a, a so-called game plan for it. Um, but, you know, you just try to treat it like any normal at bat, um, see a pitch you can handle, and put a good swing on it. Uh, try not to do too much, and uh, don't strike out. And, Jackie, we got to mention Rick Porcello, tip of the cap to him. I mean, that 47-pitch second inning yeah. had to be exhausting, but he got through it. Yeah, he, he, he definitely, he's a grinder. Um, he's a gamer, and what a competitor he is um, to be able to, you know, go through those two innings um, and be able to execute when he, he needed to. Uh, we needed that performance out of him tonight, and he delivered. Jackie, congratulations. Thanks so much. Thanks, fellas. All right, thanks to Jackie Bradley Jr. Let us walk through some of the other fun nuggets from the Thursday pinata whack. 15 years in one day after Jason Veritek gave it to A-Rod in kind of a similar manner. And heck, that game only had 21 runs in it, that fabled 11-10 game. This one had 22, 19 by the good guys. So the last team with eight different players banking at least two runs batted in in one game, the 2007 Rangers in that wacky 30-3 game in Baltimore, which was game one of a doubleheader. Salta Lamakia drove in seven from the eighth spot of the order for Texas in that one. Current Sox coach Ramon Vazquez drove in seven from the ninth spot in the order. Sandy Leon homered off a position player again. That's twice this week. So hide your infielders and outfielders and catchers. Sandy Leon does not mess around when non-pitchers pitch. Austin Romine, you and Stevie Wilkerson. Can go have a beer sometime and, and talk about how to pitch to Sandy Leon. Darwin's and Hernandez got in this game and now through his first nine major league innings, 19 strikeouts, 207 pitches, which is not ideal, and also eight walks, but that is a dazzling number of strikeouts, isn't it? Devers hit another home run. He is going to get to 35 this year, I'm telling you. This one, 437 feet, oppo. He went opposite field for 437. I mean, we all know he's got crazy power the other way, but he's the first lefty to hit one that far to left field all year in the majors, we're told. Christian Yelich had the old mark at a mere 431. Wimp. Bogarts, the uh, two-homer game, gets him to 23 for the year. So, yes, he's got his career high with a week still left in July. Seven home runs, 22 runs batted in in July for Bogarts. And Devers, we mentioned, is up to 31. One more note on Xander uh, against the Yankees this year. Only eight games played against them, obviously. Five home runs, batting average of 440. That works for me. Brock Holt missed a good deal of the fun. Ejected for arguing balls and strikes when DJ Rayburn, who was having a rough, shall we say, Angel Hernandez-like night behind the plate, uh, they got into it. After the game, Alex Cora, not about to protest the results of this one. Let's listen into a happy manager. Yeah, we, we did a good job controlling the zone. Um... Mookie got a hanging slider, put a good swing on it. Rafi's at bat was amazing. And then Sander got a 3-1 fastball and then crushed it. You know, and that's what you got to do against Tanaka. You know, there's a guy that he never gives in. And he's relentless, pitching to the edges of the strike zone. And we did an outstanding job getting him in the middle of the zone. Did the long wait affect Porcello in the second? Um, I know he doesn't mind that, but uh, it's just they—they're a good offensive team, and then they, you know, Didi put a good swing on a, on that fastball. You know, after a long at bat, 
um, and they keep going. You know, uh, LeMahieu puts that long at bat too, and that's something they do on a nightly basis. They they don't quit. They they keep putting quality of bats after quality of bats. You you, you got to play nine innings and you got to keep making pitches. Um, he gets out of that one. They only scored two, and then after that, he made some adjustments and uh, you know, he was able to give us six. It was a good night for him. Alex, was that a good opportunity to for Nate to to pitch? And do you have kind of a feel for when you'll be comfortable using him in a in a high leverage situation or a closing situation? We call him and he he, he said he wanted one in today, so you know we, we felt to we felt using it there. I mean, we could have gone somewhere else, but he he felt like he needed that one, so um, we're comfortable. We know where where we're gonna use him, but he hasn't pitched in two days and and he, he asked for it so he pitched out he, we put him out are you still kind of feeling out his his workload that that way no not really uh, we we know where he's at he's healthy we know it just happened that we we haven't been able to use him in a in a close game when we're up or tied alex what what changed for uh rick after that second inning just his ability to put away hitters um i think he started mixing up his last speed pitches and the, the breaking ball uh, came into play. He threw a few changes, but at the end, everything was fastball command. And even though in that inning, they uh, they put good at bats, but he, he was good with it. Uh, I think Void hit a breaking ball. Um, did he hit a fastball? The man he could follow enough fastballs and, and breaking balls, but everything starts with that. And he was able to use it and uh, to establish it, and then he was able to expand later on. Alex, for all the ups and downs so far in the season, when you see your offense rolling like that against a good pitcher like Tanaka, you still get pretty confident you can get where you want to go. We've been rolling offensively for a while now. Um, you know, those those three guys on top, especially the, the number two hitter and third hitter, they've been consistent the whole season and they're doing damage. Um, um, you see that bad by Rafi in the first inning. You know, probably last year he would chase that pitch in 3-2. He takes the walk, and then Xander on a 3-1 count, he crushed that one. And they've been very consistent. And then when, when Mookie's getting on at this rate, he's been probably like a month already. His on-base percentage is, is where it's supposed to be. Uh, is we become a good offense. Um, you know, I think Benny's went bad the way he is the last few days. It adds more, and then... You know what Christian is doing, and and Brock, and you know Chavis gets a chance to play today. He puts some good swings, so you know, we we feel good offensively. I think we've done a better job the last month and a half to to put good at bats with managed scoring position. I think that was the difference early on, but we've been pretty good for 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 a while now. That's fine. There is the skipper, and the Red Sox are now a game and a half out of that second wild card spot. They chop a game off the Yankees' lead too. Next up, the Friday night game. Game two of the eight to be played against the Yankees in this stretch of basically a week and a half. Battle of guys with almost the exact same ERA. It's 4.20 against 4.19. Andrew Kashner 0-2 as a Red Sox after being 9-3 and as an Oriole, which makes no sense. It's like shooting uh, 79 at, at Putt-Putt and 73 at Pebble Beach. I mean, that's just that's very backwards but uh you've got big maple going for new york james paxton who's been the big mediocre for new york five and five with an era in the fours but he was very good against the Sox back in april eight innings of two hit ball 
However, the one other guy with that exact line this year against the Red Sox, eight innings of two-hit ball, Tampa Bay's Yanni Chirinos, also in April and earlier this week, when Boston had its chance for round two, they beat Chirinos 9-4. So there, hmm, nine. What a low number. What a comically low number. Give me the 19 again, brother. A total of six of the uh, Sox reached twice a year ago, but both times it was against Baltimore. This time it was against a team 10 or 11 games in front of him. It's now 10, the pinstripe darlings from Gotham. So not tonight, boss. Not on my watch. Enjoy your weekend, Sox Nation. May all your days be 19 to 3. This is Josh Lewin. Thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends, tell your waiter, tell the guy at Dunkin' Donuts, tell that guy who won't get out of your way as you're running to make the green line. It's called Sox Daily, and it is daily indeed, Mondays through Fridays. Talk to you after the Sunday night game. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.